0: a little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're gonna love this powerful, life-changing every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Let's just we're just gonna do all Romans eight one through a little bit. Let, let me just set this up so when I start reading this and teaching this, you'll get it. Are anybody listening? because some of you who need, really need, this is really powerful tonight. This was worth coming out, definitely worth watching. Open your spiritual ears to hear, amen? This is not like a little thing. This is a big thing that gave somebody a real big breakthrough this week. Many people fight the same fight for years and years and years and years. Things like arthritis, things like um, dementia. It's like the th- um, MS. It's the things that, you almost learn to live with. Now if it's something that's going to kill you, you usually as believers just really keep fighting. Amen. Right? Cuz it's like you, you there's no way you're going to give up. I mean, if you're if you're really believe if you've heard the faith message and you know that God has promises and all. But it's the things that you've believed for and believed for and they don't seem to happen. Is anybody relating to what I'm saying? So I've been praying for certain people like, Lord, why don't they see this? I know they know the Lord. I know they're strong in many areas of their walk with God. Why can't they see this? And in some places you have blinders on, okay? Where you have blinders on is where Satan has blinded you and you can't see that area correctly. So you need to start praying, Lord, show me where I'm blind. Show me the areas in my life I don't see right. Show me where I've bought into wrong things. Anyway, so... What this person was describing to me was they had faith for a lot of other things. But when it came to one certain thing that uh, someone, one of their children was diagnosed with, they were just so shocked that um, it, brought comf- it brought almost a spirit of confusion when they heard the news. And then they started trying to uh, figure it all out, try to reason it. And so then they listened to you know, what the doctor said and then it started making sense. And pretty soon, not intentionally, but they came in agreement with the diagnosis and the future that that had. And then they started putting their faith towards making that okay. Like, well, we'll we'll be able to handle this and it'll be okay and we'll work this out. Instead of fighting. Now, no, fights can take a long time. They don't have to. But I fought over 16 years or something. I don't even, I've lost, for my son to be healed. Amen? Amen? And at no time did I buy the diagnosis as if it were, uh, as if it was my reality. Okay. I'm here's what pretended faith does. Okay, pretended faith doesn't work. Pretended faith looks makes us all look like a bunch of nuts. And truthfully, nobody's interested because people say things and it doesn't happen and they claim things and it doesn't happen. and, And it actually truthfully turns people off. Amen. Pretended faith is when with your soul you deny what is going on. And with your brain you decide this isn't gonna happen to me. We saw a lot of that last year with with the situation that happened, amen. With uh with the whole uh fun virus thing, amen? That's called pretended faith. That's where you don't want it so much that you get in your head and you start thinking with your head, it can't be. And you, So all of a sudden, everybody had all oh, your sore throats, but oh no, everybody had sinuses. Why is everybody claiming sinuses? Amen. You don't want to have sinus problems the rest of your life cause you're in denial. Can I get amen? I mean, if the devil can give you a sinus infection, people, he can give you COVID. He can give you any of the other junk down the pike. Amen. It's not like you get to pick and choose which things you you can get and don't get. That's all in your brain. That has nothing to do with the faith in your spirit. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. You've got to learn to know the difference. So we're not talking about pretended faith. This person never had pretended faith. They went through some really big trials and had great victories and it wasn't, they never turned to pretended faith. So I'm trying to help you see the difference. Here, here's here's how it works. And we're gonna look at this in Romans. When you become born again and God's spirit lives in you, what does it say about your mind? You now have the mind of Christ. Okay. Which means I now have the, I now have access to the wisdom of God. I have access to the ways of God. I have access to the kingdom of God. I have access to how he does things. I have access to how he thinks. I have access to how miracles work. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody else has that. Only the born again believer has access in the spirit realm. Amen. Amen to the ways, the mind, the understanding of God. is not intellectual, it's a spiritual reality when you are born again. Amen? Amen? It's not I'm thinking that so hard, that's real. The minute you're born again, no matter who you are, if Holy Spirit lives in you, you have the mind of Christ. Amen? I want you to say, uh, is every, I think everybody, is everybody born again? Okay, let me say this right now for those watching. There's people wa- gonna be watching, some still watching from other countries. Here's what it means to be born again. You recognize that you cannot do this thing in the natural to, to please God. You cannot do enough good to deserve heaven. You cannot, uh, you can't do it. And Jesus Christ actually came and died in place of you dying, he died for your sin. He was punished. He, he went to hell for you. He, he was tortured. He was tormented. Everything possible that you could have participated in, the sin you could have participated in that deserved a punishment, he allowed all that to attack him. He walked in perfect love and he became your substitute. Therefore, the Bible says you were crucified with him. So he, when he was crucified, he actually was seeing you. He was seeing your sin. He was seeing your perversion. He was seeing the mess you would have uh, come in agreement with the devil. And he died in place of you dying and going to hell. Amen? And then when you accept him, so you say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. Thank you for taking my place. Thank you for going to hell for me. Thank you for completely destroying the works of the enemy. Thank you for giving me a brand new start. And then you ask the wonderful Holy Spirit, the very same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, you ask him to come and live inside of you that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come and live inside of me, Holy Spirit, and take over leading me, take over being in charge of my life. Amen? And then you tell somebody you did that. That's how you, that's the real deal of how you get saved. Everything, you can work stuff up. There's gonna be so many people shocked when Jesus says, I don't know you. Away from me, you work. And then there's gonna be people there that you think there's no way they're saved. But they were infants, they never grew up. And he's gonna say, he may not say, well done, amen, but he'll say, enter in. Because my spirit's in you. And your sins have been forgiven. Amen. So, so is everybody here born again? So I want everybody to say, I know that I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I'm not trying to get the mind of Christ. I got the mind of Christ when Holy Spirit came in. When the Holy Spirit came in, I got the mind of Christ. It, it doesn't matter what your IQ is. It doesn't matter what the teacher said about you and, and what things you've been cursed with. It doesn't matter how smart you used to be in your... your can, is there anybody here who wants to take their human mind and their great IQ or the mind of Christ? Those, those are the choices. Let's see. Golly, could that genius of a person be smarter than God? And how many know, no way. Amen. So even no matter how smart you are or no matter how much they say you don't have any IQ hardly at all. It has nothing to do with your spirit mind. Nothing. Isn't that cool? I have the mind of Christ. So what happens? Faith. Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, earnestly expected, but not yet manifested. Amen. Not yet seen. Faith is spiritual. The only people with faith are believers in Jesus Christ. They're the only people who can have faith. People can act like they have faith, but you can't. It's a spiritual substance. It's real like you can't see uh, the air we're breathing, but we're breathing air, and if it was sucked out of the room, we'd all be dead. Amen? Well, that's how faith is in the spirit realm. It it takes faith to get saved. God releases faith to draw you. And the minute you say yes, it can only be done by faith. Everything that you actually do that pleases God is because of faith that he gives you. Amen. Your life isn't your own. Praise God. Amen. All right. So it's by his faith. So I, I want you to get this really clear. Your spirit being, once you're born again, the real you, the eternal you, who God's always seen you as being, amen, now has the Holy Spirit bringing life to you and bringing to you everything that Jesus paid for, every truth, every bit of understanding, you have his mind. You have his mind. You have his understanding. You have a spiritual mind. Amen? You still have what? You still have your intellect. You still have your carnal mind. You still have your human mind. brain that is processing thoughts and, and having emotions and all the things that happen in our soul, even for people who aren't saved. Right. Okay. Now the Bible tells us to renew that mind, right? Which means what now get in God's word and learn what, get your human mind to understand as much as you can, what God has to say about everything. Okay. Now, here's here's the dilemma. What God has to say about everything is different than what a doctor has to say about something. Or a politician. Or a person preaching from a spirit of error. Or or, uh, somebody who has control issues who wants to use the gospel to control you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, to really renew my mind, I need to ask Holy Spirit to teach me about God and his ways. Amen? I need, otherwise, you can read that and get an extreme bondage. The Bible says that the word of God used in a way without the spirit of God actually can bring death. Amen? Now, this is the part you got to quit buying the lies of the devil As if, oh, I can't do it then. You're not supposed to do it. But you can do it because you're the one who has the spirit that's been born again. That is who you really are. So you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do it. You can do all things. There's nothing is impossible with God. Amen? Nothing. Amen? That's the truth. Now, listen to this part because this is where this person got... When this person, or any of us, when we get surprised or something happens and the devil sets us up, it could be before we know Christ or after we know Christ. For this particular person, it was something that happened after they were saved. But if we're looking for an answer within reasoning, and we're used to reasoning to figure things out, And we've kind of used reasoning to make sense of things. And what are we doing? We're judging. We're, okay. When we die to self, our reasoning needs to come under the power of the Holy Spirit. Not equal with, not above, but under the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And we have to make that choice. So what does that mean? That means, now, if if I've made reasoning almost an idol, or reasoning is how I've handled things, and this could be really for those who've made good grades in school and those who've always figured things out, you could also have some gifts that God gave you um, that are supposed to be used prophetically, but the enemy got a hold of them. So you thought you knew things you didn't know, or you thought you could figure out things, or you had the better memory. Or, Does everybody get what I'm saying? So Satan has all these ways to get into your reasoning, but when reasoning has a higher place than what God's Word says, and you come in agreement with the reasoning, what the Lord showed me, it was like He just gave me this picture. It was like the Spirit that's trying to steal from you, the spirit that's trying to put disease on you, the spirit that's trying to destroy relationships, the spirit that's trying to, to destroy you, the minute you hear reasoning that you come in agreement with, as a born-again believer especially, that spirit has like a super glue and it binds you to your reasoning. Now, God can't get through to you Because you are set on what you thought. So you can't cast down imaginations. You've already promoted imaginations. Remember the Bible says cast down every imagination that goes against the word of God, right? That's exactly the scripture about what believers are supposed to do when something is coming at you that doesn't agree with what God says. If you don't do that... And you start thinking on that. I I could tell you somebody who's not here tonight because they've done this all the way to the point of what the world would call mental illness. And there was a generational curse there. But they begin to reason, well, the doctor said this and and that you can't even get through anymore. Once this thing jumps on there, all of a sudden, somebody who was spiritual with some things and knew God was real, all of a sudden you can't get through. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, and you're the ones like, but I've tried no matter what, I can't sleep no matter what. You know, I've asked God to take this. I've asked God to take this. Okay. This is probably, you're going to have to go back. I believe and ask Holy Spirit to show you where did I come in agreement as touching with a lie from the enemy? Where did I basically let the devil bind me to his lie? Does it make sense? Because you're going to have to first go and what? Believe God's word that you can repent and really repent. And then ask God to forgive you for believing a lie of the enemy because someone was able to reason with you why it would be true. Can I just say this? It's only true for unbelievers. We are not unbelievers. We are in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Amen. We are a people who live and walk in miracles. But the minute you come in agreement with a thought, with a teaching, with um, a diagnosis, and you don't want reasoning. Okay. You can see why, like the Lord's taught me to see why the enemy was able to do what he did. Right. But I still don't agree that he should then be able to do it. Right. Right. I'm like, oh, he snuck in with that. He has no authority. I break the power of that in Jesus' name. Does this make sense to anybody? Because some of you can be so strong in some areas. In certain areas, you just never, you still talk about, well, when I'm old and, oh, this is my bad. And, and if the enemy has something where you've made reason, let me, let me put this really out there, okay? Quit agreeing with the devil about your health. Now, I'm not talking denial. If you have a weight problem and you have an eating problem and you have a health problem and you, you have the problem, amen. You don't pretend you don't have it as if that's going to make it go away. That doesn't make it go away. Denial doesn't work. Pretended faith doesn't work. You, what you do is you grab God's hand and you, and you run to him, run and sit on his lap in the throne room, whatever you go to God with grace and say, Hey, This thing is really trying to stay in my life. And I know, according to your word, it has no authority. Why is it taking authority? What is going on here? And you have a real discussion with the real God who will actually show you things. Or he'll send you here. And then I get to zap you upside the head in the name of love. Amen. To help you to see what you can't see. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not apologizing for this ministry. The Lord has used this kind of ministry to help people see who could not. See, you could sit in a church and fake it forever and still have all your sickness, disease, and mess, and messed up families and everything else, and and just be playing church. And I don't play church, amen? Holy Spirit knows what he wants to help people to see. And then I'm not mean because I show you what he's showing me. You just look at your own life and you look and see if what you have is what you really want. If it is, keep it. But if it doesn't line up with who you know you should be in Christ, with what he has for you, quit buying the lies. So one of the things I want you to do is homework. But I want you to write down in your notebooks, what are the lies I came in agreement with? What are the lies I've came in agreement with? Spend some time doing this and start doing this Whenever the devil's attacking, whenever there's a health issue, go to God and Holy Spirit and say, I must have agreed. I probably agreed with a lie. What is it? It could have been a lie. Somebody spoke over you as a child. It could have been a lie that you just heard a doctor say. Amen. Is this making sense to everybody? What, what I saw, you know, when this person was talking, I kept wondering, why can't they see this? I know they have faith. I've seen them walk through things. I've seen them have great victory. But this one area, it's like they're blind. And that's kind of what happens. When you come in agreement with the enemy through reasoning, in that area, you gave Satan more authority in your life in that area than you've given God in your life in that area. You've kind of made the devil the god of that area. Amen? And so it's really important, not that I just blab off a bunch of scriptures, but that's better than not saying scriptures, but that I do not agree. And and I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say this. Somebody knows who I'm talking to. You had better repent and break the power of agreeing with a cultural lie right now, trying to confuse people about that God doesn't know how to create us, create us in his image and his likeness, male and female, he creates us. He knows what marriage is. He knows how it works. He knows what's going to make you happy. He knows what truth is. And when you come in agreement or your children come in agreement with a lie, even the reasoning right now is completely ridiculous in the media, ridiculous in the schools. It's really ridiculous. And yet they're teaching our kids this stuff from an early, early age, complete lies. And get this, when these kids start to listen to that reasoning that doesn't even have to have any real anything to it. And they agree with there's a demon right there. Say, okay, now, until this person repents. They're not going to be able to get to the truth in this area. They're not going to be able to see light in this area. So if you're ministering to somebody or talking to somebody or you can't get through to your kids, you need to sit there and say, what lie have you bought? See, we've been way too sit back and let the schools teach whatever they want. We've been too laid back thinking, well, it'll all work out. People, it doesn't all work out. Amen? It's getting worse and worse. We've got to see what the lie is. We've got to start talking to our kids Led by Holy Spirit, not fear. I pray that, that we would, God would raise up a youth pastor in this place to help kids get to some of this. Because in my dreams he gives me, I'm not supposed to be the youth pastor here. Amen? But you have to see, you cannot just sit back and let a lie. Now, some reasoning isn't lies. The stuff that's going on now is pure foolishness and lies. Amen? in the politics. But let's say a doctor sees that you have, um, that you have signs of dementia and they have tests to prove it. And you're forgetting things and you have the five, three stages or whatever, right? Now you can't sit there and say, that's not what the devil's doing. That's not going to help. You actually say, man, this is exactly what the devil's doing. God, show me how, show me where I came in agreement with it. Show me any dumb thing I've ever said, like, well, that's what happens when you get old. Show me anything I watched for entertainment. Show me anything I thought it was okay to be on my mom or my dad or anybody else. Show me anywhere I came in agreement with it. Same about arthritis, same about cancer, same about dying before God says it's your time, amen? Where did you come in agreement? With something, so do you know something? some reasoning can be completely ridiculous, but it has the same impact. And I would never even have known that except for we're living in that day. We're living in the day where Satan's mocking everything about God. It's really not hard to know if you're supposed to be a boy or a girl. It's like so simple that it's ridiculous that we are allowing and bowing our knee to calling people by pronouns and things that do not apply. When we do that, you know, the devil is trying to force everybody to be able to glue to us, to blind us from truth. The Bible says there'll be a great falling away in the last days. There'll be a great falling away. I'm praying with all my heart that's not my children, and I pray it's not your children, amen? I pray is not people who have spent their whole lives in church but have been wounded somehow, and then they just really fall away how does that happen they start buying these lies and they bond with those lies and Satan takes them to hell and hell is real and the church had better preach it again amen but you're gonna live the most free life if you quit agreeing with the enemy if you see where you've agreed with him Where other people have agreed with him. Sometimes it's so easy to agree with the enemy when it's not your battle. People get mad at me sometimes because I won't agree with them. I'm not going to say God's not going to heal you. I'm not going to say God's not going to deliver you. I'm not going to agree with you that that's okay. I'm not going to agree with evil people. Why would you want to go to a church where the leaders of the church agree with the devil? You don't really want to go to church. You just want to feel okay about sin. Well, can I promise you, you won't feel okay about sin around here. So, well, there's not many people around here. Well, that's good. There are going to be holy people who aren't going to be deceived and don't want to. But I do believe it's going to be full. Amen? Amen? So it's like, Lord, teach me your ways. So so let me get into the scriptures about this and because everything's in scripture, but I just, and it's not that I haven't preached this many, many times, but how many, sorry. Uh, ouch, that hurt my knee. How many would say this is helping? Sometimes God just has to give a picture to make something um, understandable. Jesus always preached like that. So when I got this picture, when this person had this breakthrough, I'm like, well, that's really cool, Lord. And I'm gonna preach out of the literal with this. <clears throat> Romans, Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. All right. We've seen this. Get this. If you have condemnation, what's condemnation? You feel bad about yourself. You don't know if you're any good. You don't know if God can really love you. You don't know if you're doing things right. You know, it's all this judging yourself stuff. That's Condemnation there's none of that in the spirit. So the first thing you need to write in your notebook says, if you have an issue with condemnation, God doesn't really love me. Things aren't fair. Uh, I, I get it. This is how I am. And I've got to be like this. Any of that's condemnation. It's a false judgment coming from Satan. It goes against what God says about you and about what he says about himself. Amen. If that's your issue, even on some areas, go ahead and write down. I have an issue with condemnation. So you can start dealing with it, okay? There's supposed to be... So if you have an issue with condemnation, you walk according to the flesh. Write it down. I walk... Just say, you know, I got to quit walking according to the flesh. Reasoning is according to the flesh, right? So you have to write that down. So I want you to write... I want you to get this. There's only condemnation where you walk after the flesh. What does that mean? It means there's only condemnation where you walk like a human being that doesn't know that God lives inside of them. All right? So let's make this so you get it. If you live like a human being or walk like a human being who does not know that they have God inside of them, you're walking after the flesh. Flesh doesn't always just mean sin, all right? Flesh will lead, can lead to sin, but flesh can also lead to brushing your teeth. Amen? But when there's condemnation, your flesh is in charge of your thinking, your reasoning, your carnal minded. And so there's condemnation. All right? So first thing you gotta recognize is I gotta get out of this place of condemnation. I've got to walk in the spirit. I gotta go according to the spirit. That's it. We don't have time to teach you how to do that tonight. We're gonna be doing that a lot on Friday nights. We're gonna really learn to start flowing in the spirit. Amen. But a lot of the thing is to understand what you need to ask God to help you with. So if, you in, or if you're if you in condemnation, you need to start asking God to help you to walk in the Spirit. Lord, teach me to walk in the Spirit. Help me to walk in the Spirit. Let me do everything led by the Spirit. Now, if you bought a lie that the spiritual stuff isn't quite for you, that's not the kind of church you should be in, if you bought that lie, remember, The devil has superglued himself to you, to your soul, double-minded. God can give nothing to a double-souled or double-minded person, right? And so therefore Satan knows he's got you. God can't give anything to them because they came in agreement against the truth of God's word. What's his, what what is, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. These are the things you have to start to write down when you see where the enemy has really come. You've come in agreement with the enemy that blocks God. God can give nothing to a double-minded person. That's what it means is a spiritual law. You have to now get real spiritual because you're going to now have to tell this thing in the name of Jesus to loose you. You're going to have to repent for believing its lies. You're going to have to cancel its assignments and break all judgments that you got to get to that place. Amen. That's what you do in the kingdom. And you bring Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I'm doing this according to your word. And I believe your word. Help this to be so real to me. Amen. Only he can do the spiritual part, you guys. He's not asking you to do that. He's asking you to trust him for that. Have faith. Amen. Have faith that he's going to do it. And get rid of this thing that can become one with your thinking and reasoning in that area that really, really, it really builds a wall up. It's like, mm-mm, spirit can't get in here. They came in agreement with, with human reasoning. They came in agreement with this stuff. I'm not talking about pretended faith. Do you kind of get the difference? Kind of. Okay, pretended faith is where there's no real faith going on and you with your mind decide I can't have that I can't have that I can't have that and you try to work it up in your mind that's pretended faith okay real faith is you read God's word you ask holy spirit to come in you begin to you you recount things in your life where God intervened you one way to help build your faith is look at where he did something for you before amen that only he could do right and then you remember that you see david doing that in the scriptures in the psalms but you're just like wow lord only you could have done that only you could have rescued me there only you could have gotten me through that only by your grace could have done that and you begin to see where he's been real in your life and you start separating from all the places where it's just been soulish and you called it faith but you recognize real faith amen Even if it's just one thing, then hang on to that one thing. All right. All right. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ, Jesus set me. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ, Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. So already, once you're born again and you choose to follow after the spirit, You have been set free by a spiritual law called the law of life in Christ Jesus. You are now living in eternal life. You are now living in a place where sin and death has no power over you. I want you to get this. How can you say sin? Sin has no power over you. All right. If you're sinning, once you know Jesus Christ, you are choosing to live in sin. You are not forced to live in sin. You're choosing to live in sin. I'm not saying there's not spirits involved, but I'll tell you what. Life in crisis, you're an overcomer. Life in is he, he set you free. And if you don't believe that, some people want to not believe that. Some people like to sin. That's why the Bible says those practicing sin will not enter into the kingdom. You do not want to die in practice while you're praying. You don't want to play games with God, people. He's a holy God. What he has for you is much greater than anything the devil can do, tempting you with your flesh to give in to what God calls sin. Amen? Now, if you got condemnation from that, then you're in the flesh. It's time to get out of the flesh. It's time to get out of the flesh and get in the spirit. Amen? For the law, there's a law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and that law of his spirit in you sets you free From the law of sin and death. So you might just need to write these scriptures down. You may need to say Christ in me is greater than anything the devil can try to get me to do. And you're going to have to fight a little bit. Okay. So when the devil wants you to go look at the pornography. Which is supposedly a major issue in the American church. Or the soap operas that have a bunch of garbage in them. Or whatever other junk you're watching. You just have to stop and say, I am free from watching garbage. I'm free from it. I'm not trying to be free from it. I am free from it because I am in the kingdom of God and I live under his spirit and his spirit says I'm free from it. I agree with him. Oh, this is good. So if you agree with God that he he has set you free, you're free. If you've reasoned, well, I heard this one person said it could take years and I heard this one person say, well, a lot of men struggle with this in our nation and I heard this. What is that? That's your reasoning like a demonic magnet asking the devil to come and justify your sin and your condition and keep you bound to the law of sin and death. Amen? Quit looking for a reason to do the sin you're doing As if somehow that makes you feel better about doing it. He says you can stop. Do you believe him? I believe him. By his spirit. He paid for it. He went to hell for it. He's not going to be okay with you doing it. But he certainly wants to send his power by his spirit to set you free. Are you born again? Amen. Are you born again? All right. For the law is powerless in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and concerning sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Okay, everything Jesus did said, sin is not your problem anymore. Amen? When you're born again, you do not have a problem with sin anymore. I want you to say, I'm born again. again. I do not not. have a problem with sin anymore. And I renounce who I break the power of and I repent for thinking that I could be uh, addicted to sin. For thinking that sin could control me. It's a life in the pit of hell. It comes from me operating in the flesh. But I'm going to operate in the spirit and I'm applying God's spiritual law to set me free from sin. Thank you, Lord. I'm free from sin. And I command that spirit that connected with my reasoning to loose me now to go to the pit of hell and get the punishment of Satan on judgment day. In Jesus name. Now, according to spiritual law, that sucker may come back and try to get back in seven times worse. So grow in who you are in God. Grow in being led by God. But when he comes back, if he comes back in spiritual law, he can. You cast down his imagination instantly. Say, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 you're not getting back in. I'm not watching this mess. I don't know how that just popped up on my screen, but I'm getting rid of it in the name of Jesus. I'm going to go watch The Chosen or something else, and I'm not having a part of this in Jesus' name. I am not doing this in Jesus' name. Devil, you have no authority. Whoever just sent me that thought, whoever just popped that up on my screen, I ask they get the punishment of Satan on Judgment Day. Amen? Amen. Punish their disobedience. Take it serious. The devil hardly gives me a bad dream because he already knows if we go and give her that dream, she's going to figure out what we're doing. She's going to give us a punishment of Satan. She's going to break the power of it. She's going to have another message to preach and it's just all going to backfire on us. Kind of like one political party is going through right now. Anyhow. Amen. Okay. I want you to think of this. When you've bought lies, like, well, I've got to work harder than anybody else. You know, because of my skin color, I've got to work harder than anybody else. Well, first of all, you should work as as well as you can, period. So how can you work harder? You should do your best if you're a child of God. Amen. You should shine. You should work harder than anybody else because his grace is on you. Amen. So what are you buying into? Those are the kind of lies you have to break because if you don't break them, you're going to feel like I'm not as good as I've got to work harder than poor me, blah, 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 Okay. Mm. Say, yeah, but you don't know. I don't have to know what it's like for you. I just have to know what it's like in the kingdom. I'm not dealing with what happens in our culture. I'm dealing with what is it like in the kingdom? Amen? You're going to have to overcome something. So did I. Amen? We, we overcome. Not because we're great. We overcome because of the blood of the Lamb, what Christ has paid for, and because of the word of our testimony. If Satan can get me to agree with him and speak out loud what he wants me to speak, he can come and hook to me in a way to make me double-minded and not receive what God has for me. And I'll live my whole pity, pity party life not knowing who I am in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? There's laws. For the law is powerless in that it was weak through the flesh. So God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Concerning sin, he condemned sin in the flesh of Jesus so that the righteous demand of the law might be fulfilled in us. Those not walking according to flesh, but according to the spirit. What he's saying here is, look, in the old covenant, they could not do it. You cannot live this life completely pleasing God, free from sin, full of love, everything by following God's rules. You can't do it. So that's okay. Jesus came and died so his spirit can live inside of you so you can do it. So how do you do it? By his spirit. Does it be, the, uh, This whole thing is about being Holy Spirit filled, Holy Spirit led, Holy Spirit everything. Once we are the new creation in Christ Jesus, it's about God in us. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Amen. But when you buy these lies in your reasoning, carnal mindedness, you block the reality of being that born again believer. What does it really mean? And all you have to do is Repent renounce change the way you think and ask holy spirit to now lead you it's that easy but sometimes you have to you have to see what you are renouncing so you can hate it you should hate anything that you allowed to come in agreement with that stops you from the freedom in christ not to act like it's okay it's not okay amen it's not okay not to have the promises of god it's not okay Amen? He, he died so we could live this awesome life that glorifies him, but also is going to give us a pretty happy life. Amen? Doesn't mean we're not going to face some things, but we're going to overcome. All right. Is this helping anybody? So the righteous demand of the law is fulfilled in us. Not if we walk according to the flesh, but when we walk in the spirit. There's a, so every place where you feel condemned, every place where you sin, every place where you fail, every place where this doesn't work for you, you are walking in the flesh. Write it down. It doesn't matter how many scriptures you use while you're walking in the flesh, you're still walking in the flesh. We're not going to finish all this tonight, but can everybody see? This is a really good road to go down to find out how do I quit walking in the flesh? Let me just tell you a few things. Make sure your tongues is pure and you didn't get them when you were in some cultish thing or something weird. Ask God, if you're not sure you got the true Holy Spirit tongues, make sure when you ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you weren't being at, you weren't asking for tongues. If you were asking for tongues, repent and renounce asking for a sign. Because the Bible says you're wicked. You're wicked. It's a wicked generation who needs a sign. Speaking in tongues was not supposed to be a sign that God lives in you. Speaking in tongues is a reality of God filling you up and taking over your mouth and everything else and making you a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen? So make sure that your tongues are, first of all, from the Holy Spirit. Second of all, did not take the replace of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Really go and study and read about being baptized in the Holy Spirit and open up your heart and receive it. I'm going to say this. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you should be moving in spiritual things, people. You should be moving in the gifts of the Spirit. You should be moving in faith. You should be seeing some major changes. Amen? So keep seeking the Lord. Fill me up with you, Holy Spirit. I'll just be honest. I ask the Holy Spirit all the time. Fill me up again, Lord. Whoa, fill me up. I mean, I wake up morning. Lord, just fill me up. Fill me up again. Oh, Lord, praise you. Thank you. Just fill me up again. Amen. And you want to speak in tongues that are of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's supposed to help you to to stay in the Spirit. Listen to worship music. Nothing for me personally can zap me into the Spirit as quick as an awesome worship song. But if it's like, I know this and i you know, it's like, that's why you say, Karen, where's a new song? Show me, give me something new that's going to get my spirit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not emotional. It really gets my spirit. It's just, it's like, goodbye, everybody. I'm hanging out with Jesus for a while. See you later. Just, it just, so really listen to worship music. Amen. Worship music. Make time for God. Ask Him to come and feel you, and to fill His presence. Begin to go after, move it in the Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Um, by Benny Hinn is a really good book. There's some others. We got them in the library, but you just have to go through that season of really, really experiencing, um, living in the Spirit. If you haven't done that yet, Amen. All right. For the ones that that are that live according to the okay. To the ones that are according to the flesh, they mind the things of the flesh. To the ones according to the Spirit, mind the things of the Spirit. I want you to get this. What's he saying? If all you think about is uh, shopping and going to the beach and um, fancy cars and football games and whatever. If all your focus of most of your day is on the things of the flesh, you are not living in the Spirit. Does that mean you can't go shopping? No, you can go shopping and you and Holy Spirit can pick out some pretty cool stuff. He can even show you where the sales are. Does it mean you can't have a fancy car? You can have a fancy car unless he tells you to get rid of it. He can even tell you, lay down your dogs, lay down your cats, lay down this. He is, wants to be first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So then you have to get real in your notebooks, write down some of your idols that show that you're in the flesh. Now, some of you are in the spirit more than you know. If you really run to God and he pops words in your heads when you're talking to people or helping people or raising your kids or talking to your spouse. Okay, this isn't all or nothing. Amen. Thank God. I think about everybody in here that I know has has walked in the spirit some and walk in the flesh some. And some of you now walk in the spirit a lot more than you used to, right? And so, but there's areas, remember the areas where you can't get into the spirit. You bought a lie, you bought it. Satan came and sell it to you. You said, Oh, I agree with that. He snapped onto that. And now you're going to have to really hate that, repent and renounce, and, and send him to the pit. Amen. You can punch him with Satan. So what I'm saying. You can have just certain areas, especially if it's an area about feeling his presence, especially if it's an area about being led by him and not your intellect. Amen. All right, we're all on this journey. We're all going to get there. All right, here we go. All right. You need to start minding the things of the Spirit. How do I mind the things of the Spirit? Well, the things of the Spirit are what we're going to do right after this, and we go off Facebook when we're going to pray to cancel some demonic spirit thing that was released by um, someone who thinks they're president. Or maybe they don't. See... The reason it's so powerful when you come to intercession is, guess what? We get in the Spirit. Now, when people bring it back to the flesh because they got an issue or they bring it to the wrong Spirit, then we got to stop and do something but, to change that. But you know what I'm talking about. That's why a lot of you like to come to church. That's why I got a lot of you love to come to prayer meetings because, wow, we get to go in the Spirit. Amen? But that can become your normal at home. You should be able to be in the spirit like that. If if you give up flesh, if you live for the flesh and you stay in sin, no, you're not going to get the spirit like that. If you have a religious spirit or or a Pharisee spirit and you're trying to do everything in your head and not by your spirit, then then you're going to have to hate that, quit agreeing with that, and get the real deal from God. Amen? All right. So listen to this. This is what we've been talking about. For the mind of the flesh, the carnal mind, the mind that we're born with is going to bring death. But the mind of the spirit is going to bring us life and peace. All right, when I get hit like really hard by something like like let's say that lawsuit that came against me and I get this sheriff at the door in the lawsuit for tons of money, okay? when i get something like that happens it jar for me it jars me at first like and i instantly know now to get in the spirit i instantly like i'm not going to think about this in the flesh i'm not going to worry about this in the, so i go to lord lord you got a problem look what's happening you know the answer show me what to do then i have to do the action i can't pretend i didn't just get a lawsuit amen you know what I'm talking about to, for this land and, and they were lying and they were manipulating, but they were trying to get a big chunk of money or close us down. Amen. And what did God do? Right away when I, I said, I'm not, I'm, see, pretended faith is like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. God always takes care of me. And then you wonder why you lost your bill and you can't pay your bills. I'm so over the pretended faith in the church. Amen. Real faith does not look like pretended faith. Real faith really knows this is a real problem. And real faith gets before God and says, okay, God, like I'm yours and the enemy's attacking me. So I've got a problem and you're the answer. What do I do? And then if you're, if you flow in the spirit, he'll pop in your head what to do. He'll show you who to get. He'll show you, he'll, he'll have people just come to you. He'll work it out. You don't just sit there and wait for that to happen. You have to step. You have to step out. Lord, show me a lawyer if I need a lawyer. Show me what to do. Amen? And the more mature you get and the more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and the more more you trust Him and the more you mature in Him, He really just orders your steps amazingly. But when you're first stepping into getting into the Spirit and out of the flesh, you got to kind of take those steps. Okay, I'm trusting you here. It's never denial. Denial's not faith. I'll show you my faith by my actions. Amen. So when God says, You go down to the courthouse, Lord, you know I hate going to the courthouse. Let me send uh, somebody else. No, you go. God, I hate, my flesh hates going down to the courthouse. I did not want to go and spend hours and stand in line. They're mean to you sometimes. Blah, 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 blah. I, said, I don't want to. He said, I'm going to Disney tomorrow. Can't somebody else do this? No, you go do it. So I usually I usually pretty good at get somebody to go with me when I do stuff I don't like. But anyway, Lisa, you wanna go? <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Woohoo, okay. Lisa <laughs> have somebody to go and share the misery, amen. And we get there, and it's supernatural. There's nobody there. You never go down to, to our courthouse or whatever, and nobody's there. Or you know what, whatever it is, you go to do all the title searches and all. Nobody's there, like nobody. And three to five clerks started waiting on us like we were the, their most favorite people in the world. They're, I have photos of this land original that nobody else has, that they took from me. They, they were scared the paper was so old that, that it was like crinkly and they, so nobody ever touched it. They go, well, we're just going to take a picture of it for you so you have proof. So they took this old crunchly piece of paper and took a picture of it. And I don't know where it is. It's somewhere because I don't worry about stuff. I came and gave it all to Thad and said, work this out. But I'm just saying. And then, then there was a lady there who was doing title search for somebody else. She just finished up what she was doing. She goes, oh, well, what, what are you doing? So for free, she helped us do the title search. I promise you, I couldn't have done it. Now, God could have, he, he had to decide which way do I want to do my miracle, giving her brains to do something like this or sending people to help her. Let's go with the easier route. Let's send people to help her. <laughs> and it actually only took like an hour and $7. Instead of a $2,000, which I was about to pay to a lawyer, to go on a joint complaint with other people who were fighting the same thing. God had me solve it, you guys supernatural with these people helping for real in less than two hours probably an hour come back and stopped where every single business person along here had been threatened some had paid thousands and everything for two years and God told me don't respond until I tell you to so I went two years not responding that's why I got the lawsuit they were mad because they could not manipulate me to say and do what they wanted But can I tell you, that's not me figuring it out. I just do what God says. That could be really, really dumb not to answer if that's how God wanted me to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Quit reasoning it. Quit trying to figure it out. Get to a place where you trust God to order your steps. And let me tell you something. He doesn't give it all to you like this. It's called faith. So he's like, go to the courthouse. I don't want to go to the courthouse. Just go to the courthouse. All right, I'll go. Please, I'll go with me. <laughs> Can you find me a parking space? <laughs> and then you get there. Nobody's there. Oh, wow, God, that's cool. And you don't you have no clue. I'm just giving you one example. It's the same thing for healings. It's the same thing for everything. Get out of the flesh. In the flesh, you'll get no more than somebody else can get in the flesh. Maybe less. The devil might kick your butt a little harder because he likes to uh, really go after people who should be walking with God and could. It's kind of like you could be the bully, and so the bully, the one, so he's bullying you because he knows you could whip him, but you're you don't even know you could whip him, so he's gonna have a good time mocking God. No, do you know how bad that is? That Holy Spirit lives in us, and we let the devil beat us up. We gotta stop it. Is this helping anybody? You've got to see these places, recognize it was a trick of the enemy, renounce it. It's where your carnal mind came in agreement with the enemy, made you double-minded so God can't give you your prayer. It could be about one thing. Well, everybody in my family had arthritis, and I mean, I've been so healthy all my life serving God, but you know, there's just no way to get around that arthritis. Well, daggone, you just have your little arthritis self all the way to your grave. That's between you and God, but it's sad. Are you judge of people who have it? No, I'm just teaching you God's way so you can get free. Amen. I don't want to judge because I don't want it for that reason. Amen. His word is always true. How many times is his word true? Always. always. Always true. Your reasoning is not. Amen. Unless you aren't saved. People who aren't saved, they don't get this favor. Amen. They don't get this kingdom guidance. They don't get this overcoming. Amen. It's better than all the money in the world because we actually have access to all the money in the world and beyond. Amen? All right. All right. So the mind of the Spirit is going to bring life and peace. So when you're entering into the mind of Christ, the mind of the Spirit, God in charge, His thinking, His ways, you're going to have so much life. What's like just enjoying your? Satan wanted to destroy my life. He wanted me to be a really sad person. Even now, when I post stuff, people will write, "Oh, Cindy, I know you still must have such a hard time." You know, since your daughter died, I really don't have a hard time since my daughter died. I do. Thank God, He took my sorrow and grief. I'm so thankful I didn't agree with people saying I had to go through it. Amen. I'm so thankful, and I'm not judging people who go through it. I'm not judging people. If you wouldn't agree with that, then we'll be there to help you. Amen. But how cool is it that God overcame it? And, it's, and let me, it doesn't have to do with how long you've walked with God. Or, it's a believe in his word. See, I had the choice. The carnal mind wants to say, I didn't like what the world was offering me. Sad. Probably divorced. Raising my son sad. Never, you know, living my whole life telling my sad story. Or going to something counterfeit to get past it. Amen? No, I was like, God, I can't do this. But you can. Show me. Teach me. Let's go there. Amen? What happened? I exited flesh. I can't. I do not want to handle this in the flesh. I don't like what the flesh offers. I don't. There's no answer there. God. That's how fast it was, how easy it was. And they said, Well, do this, walk through this. Yes, there was warfare. Yes, there was getting in the spirit. Yes, there was worship. Yes, there was believing his word. Yes, there was casting down imaginations for years. Even now, sometimes. Amen. But I'm not gonna buy back into sorrow and grief. He over he took it the first night. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. It was horrible. Well, he'll take sickness that fast. He'll take disease that fast. He'll bring healing to relationships that fast. Amen? Watch who you talk to and agree with. Has anybody ever called me and had me agree with a poor poor me story? Ever? You won't. Even if you want to keep believing your poor me story, I'm not going to agree with it. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to (laughs) be behind the devil going, "Ooh, let's push him closer to you. Well, you know, everybody. Who says everybody? Who are you to say? What does God's word say? His word says, I don't grieve like the world. That's what his word says. And he means it. Am I judging those who don't get that revelation? No. I probably used to, but I repented. Amen. I don't judge those who walk through a long trial to get healed. But you ought to get healed. Amen. I don't judge those who get healed instantly. God said, I'm not judging. I'm not putting limitations on God and how he wants to do something. Amen. He can pour out the faith. You can grab the grace and have that kind of victory right now. And if it's real, it's real. You shall know them by the fruit. Amen. But I can also, there's a lot of denial. There's a lot of people with pretended faith and it's not the real thing and it falls apart pretty fast. You want the real deal with God. Amen. 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 All right, look at this, Romans 8, 7. The mind of the flesh is an enemy towards God. So your reasoning that lines up with the world's way of thinking is an enemy to God. You are siding with his enemy when you go along with reasoning. That says, oh, yeah, well, that is what happens. Oh, that is what happens. I'm not saying denial. Like, um, there really is a virus that was really released more than likely purposely to try to destroy the world and bring everybody into um, submission to an antichrist spirit. Amen. That's a reality. At first, we didn't know that. At first, we thought, well, maybe, you know, they're just hyping something up to control and fear everybody. And they were hyping something up, but it was something seriously put together and released to destroy uh, freedom, right? We're looking at two years now, most people. Wow. And a lot of people have fallen for it. A lot of people are full of fear and everything, but I'm not concerned about me because I'm going to live in the spirit and do what God wants. Amen. And all his promises to me are still true. And he's paid every bill and he's done everything. He's amazing, amen. But I don't want to start going after the flesh and be a, and want to hold on to stuff or want hold He can have whatever, but he's only God can have it, not the devil. If God says you don't need that beach house anymore, then fine, just tell us, we'll sell it. If you're like, get rid of all your stuff, then fine, we'll get rid of all our stuff, amen. And we've got to quit using the flesh to take care of ourselves. At the same time, we can use wisdom. Amen. We're supposed to be smarter than the people of the world, not dumber. So if we see something coming that says, you know what? It probably would be wise to have some water on hand and some extra food. That's not lack of faith. That wasn't lack of faith for those people who just went through the tornadoes who survived, thank God, but they lost all access to water and food if they had you if they had decided you know that's not a lack of faith that's just wisdom they could be being a light right now to their neighbors and all amen amen we we've got to quit thinking if i do this i can't do this faith has nothing to do with your intellect it has to do with your relationship with god I can use wipes on my hands to get rid of germs. It doesn't make me not have faith to believe God to protect me from every disease that can get on the world. Amen? Unless I think it does. I can't get into that. This is not about games. This isn't about what does this look like. It's about where is this coming from? Amen? Where is this coming from? Why, 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 Why not? Use wipes. <laughs> I mean, Jesus and them wiped their hands, but they didn't freak out if they're in the field picking weed or whatever, and they didn't. They weren't doing it as a ritual. Amen. But but I would just believe he probably washed his hands. <laughs> he told me he did. Okay, yay. Yeah, <laughs> so Lord, you're gonna try sounding like my sons when they were certain ages. All right. Anyway. All right. The mind of the flesh and the enemy towards God, for it is not being subjected to the law of God, and it cannot be. All right. Your mind of the flesh cannot be subjected to God. You have to bring it into submission. Let me see what he says in this one. It says, um, this is in the uh, Passion Translation. The mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the spirit. And if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, you are not of him. Now Christ, lives in, now Christ lives his life in you, and even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life, and since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. So then, beloved ones, the flesh has no claim on us at all. We have no further obligation to live to obey it. For when you, you live controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. But if the life of the spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, we then taste the abundant life. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. For you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you've received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God and you will never feel orphaned for, he has, for he, as he raises up within you, your spirit will join him in saying the words of tender affection, "My beloved father." That's really powerful. Since, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as He whispers into our innermost being, "You are God's beloved child." Now, that's an area we've got teaching on it. You might need it in our healing there. You may need God to really come and minister to you. A father's love. Amen. Especially if you didn't have a father. Or you had a father who was distant. Or a father who couldn't love you. It couldn't make you feel loved. Then you need to spend some time. And ask the Holy Spirit. To reveal the Father's love to you. And we've got teaching on that. We've got altar calls on that. I, I remember. And, and I had an awesome dad. And I, I've always loved my dad. And I never really had orphan, uh, an orphan spirit. I mean I'd call my dad even as a grown person I dad, my car broke down come help and I know he'd help but I remember I was here one time it was only a few of us I don't even know if it was maybe two other people it was in the evening one time and all of a sudden we felt the presence of God come really strong in this place and really really strong and um all of a sudden the Lord said put put your hand up so I, my eyes, so I put my hand up and I felt like a little girl holding the hand of a big big dad and the Lord said I'm your father I gave you, uh, I gave you a good father. G- your father revealed me. Your father had a heart for you. Your father protected you and took care. He also showed me things my father did wrong. Amen. <laughs> he said, but I'm the perfect father. And I want you to, f- I want you to accept me as your perfect father. You're completely accepted and loved by me. I'm your perfect father. You need to do this for your children. Instead of being all mad and angry that they weren't the father, they weren't there for them. People, one believing spouse, one believing parent, sanctifies the children, makes them holy. God's like, he will be the father to the one without a father. So quit putting the blame anywhere else. Quit letting that sit in your spirit. Face it. Lord, I missed you with this. You know, I wasn't able to be that. I wasn't able I didn't know how to be yielded to your spirit so that you could come into their life and be the father they didn't have. And instead, I got bitter about their father, blame everything on the father. Get past that, everybody. It'll never bring healing and wholeness. Amen. The only thing that changes you is you repenting and meaning it. That's the only thing that changes. And God has set this whole thing up that you have no way to blame someone else, to not forgive someone else, because he is big enough in the true believer to handle everything every time. Amen? And so get free from all the other stuff. It's a hiding place. Well, if they just in this is who do you know what would happen if they have just done? You don't know. It wasn't your reality. Leave it alone. Amen. What you should know that Christ says he will be the father to the one without a father. He will be the husband to the one without a husband. Well, my goodness, I'm sure he'd be a great father and a great husband. So who am I to keep dwelling on poor decisions if you made them that had you not have a good husband father, somehow the kids came from you and that person. So somehow how you had a part in it. Amen. Deal with that. Quit trying to deal with what doesn't have to do with you seeing you. It's really easy for me to help people to forgive somebody else. Usually they're okay with where the other person missed it. As long as do you know how they were bad and they didn't do this and they did that and they weren't there. and, But then when you try to turn around, well, let's talk about you. God says in his word, which goes along with his mind, that he will be the father to the one without a father, and he will be the husband to the one w- without a husband. And so in other words, he'll take care of you. He will take care of everything in your life that has an, an issue. To the men, he's the Holy Spirit. He has all the comfort that a mother could give you is all the teaching, everything there, everything we need is what in Christ, everything. So you can't, you got to quit looking outside of that truth and face it and face it in God. So there's not fake stuff. Amen. Just face it in God. Find out what lies you let get glued to you. If you let the lie get glued to you, well, if they had just had a better father, well, okay, there you go. I don't know why I don't know God better. Well, because you already said he couldn't be their father. He couldn't take care of this. He wasn't big enough. So that's why you have to forgive, really forgive. Forgiving isn't, well, I forgive them, but then you still blame them. That's not forgiveness, okay? That's not forgiveness. That can set you up for all kinds of heartache and everything that Satan can do so that you will repent, so that you will really forgive, so that you get to go to heaven, Amen. Real forgiveness is, real forgiveness is broken. It's like, you know what? I'm doing stuff and I've done stuff I didn't want to do. It wasn't my intention. Who am I to judge somebody else? Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Why did you get in that relationship? Not, well, they changed. They didn't, t- you were suckered in. Why? What's in you? What's hurting you? What were you expecting? What are you doing? Do you understand what I'm saying? Get rid of blaming anybody. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that your parents, some of them weren't horrible, but they remain in the image of God. You've got to forgive them. You've got to let God be your father. You've got to let God heal you and you've got to let go. And if you don't, you can drag that around your whole life and you'll have no freedom and you'll never see you. And then don't see yourself full of condemnation. See you the way God sees you. Amen. Boy, when you just do this, it's like there's so many different what angles the enemy comes at that one thing's for one person this, but no for you it's this way and yeah. Just get real. The only one God can change that matters in your personal life is you. And if you have everything around you so he can't change you and you've agreed with the devil about anything about God can't heal you, God can't touch you, God can't you have put a demonic wall around you so that God cannot break through because you've chosen to come in agreement with a lie of the enemy. Amen? Repent for agreeing with those things. That's why when you read the word, let him tell you where you need to repent. Amen? Repentance is a great and awesome and wonderful gift. Amen? Thank God for repentance. All right. So... Did that make sense? Does it help? Do your homework. I'm not going to come to your house and do it for you. Unless God makes me. Carrie's like, she's going to make <laughs> She'll come to my... <laughs> Amen? Write down. When something starts to hit you, write down. So already, I... I just know a lot of your stories and I can already see where the the enemy's been glued like super glue to certain lies. Well, I've repented. I've renounced it. Mm. Not till you really see that you seriously came in agreement with your flesh mind. Amen. You came in agreement as touching. You basically let a demonic spirit get on that particular thing you're thinking and believing to where there's no room for God. You've got to renounce it, repent, get that out of the way. Amen. And then go and come in agreement with Christ. And then your soul, your heart. Okay. So then you can in your heart have unity. In other words, my soul is agreeing with the Spirit of God and together my soul, who I am, personalities, emotion, thinking, everything that I am comes in unity at the place called the heart, amen? And in in my heart, I now agree with God and I can love Him with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength, all my emotions, all bitterness is gone, all lies have been broken, you know, do you see what I'm saying? And that's where the real being led of the spirit really takes off. Because now I trust him. Now I see I'm, I'm broken before him in a good way. Now I see he loves me. He's not who the enemy said he was. He's not who culture said he was. He's not who even some wrong pastors or people of spirit Air said he is. He is this powerful, loving God. And I am not who the devil says that I am. I am who God says that I am. And all I need to be is who God says I am. Amen? I don't need to be who the devil says that I am. I don't have to be who somebody else is. I can love who I am. I can love my gifts, my personality, my talents, where God's given me. I don't have to feel bad or less than. You can have the mind of Christ no matter what your IQ. But if you bought a lie that you're dumb or you're this or you're that, then you're going to think, well, I can never understand anything. I can never do anything. I can never. Why did you make me like this God? Truthfully, they say, and I don't know who they are, but supposedly that even the most intelligent human beings only use a small percentage of their brain. So if you had IQ problems, just seek the Lord and say, Lord, I want all of my brain operating. Can you give me 5% more? Can you give me 10 some more? Can you help me with this? Can you show me what to do? Help me overcome. You know, Smith Wigglesworth couldn't read. But once he got saved and started being led by the spirit, he could read the Bible without any problem. He never read anything else, but he could read the Bible perfectly. Just like that. Because his spirit mind knew how to read. And his soul died to self. He trusted who God was. Instead of staying connected with the lies of the enemy. Amen. So Father, we thank you. Lord, I thank you that people in here are gonna have such a great Christmas. Lord, that even in the next few days they're going to be writing down lies and seeing themselves repenting, renouncing, and separating from that and sending the author of those lies to the pit in the name of Jesus to get the punishment of Satan. Lord, that there's going to be a seriousness, a soberness, that they are going to be led by your Spirit, and you do love them, and your word is true. And Lord, even as they read that word and they hear those lies try to speak, they're going to break the power of it in Jesus' name and cast it down. Amen.